Thanks for listening to Porchlight Music Theater's WPMT. If you love classic musicals, why not check out Porchlight's Sondheim at 90 Roundtable, our discussion series focusing on the complete works of Stephen Sondheim, with me, Porchlight Artistic Director Michael Weber. I've had a great time discussing all of the musicals of Sondheim's incredible career with stars from Chicago theater, Broadway, and beyond weekly throughout Sondheim's 90th birthday year. Listen today to Sondheim at 90 Roundtable for a behind-the-scenes deep dive into the mind, the music, and the writing methods of one of music theater's greatest composers. Available right here on your favorite podcast platform. Search for Sondheim at 90 Roundtable or visit porchlightmusictheater.org for more information. I'm Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening at Broadway's Ziegfeld Theater, March 13, 1947, Brigadoon was the first really big hit for composer Frederick Lowe and book writer-lyricist Alan J. Lerner. Inspired by the latest developments Rodgers and Hammerstein had begun in the early 1940s with Oklahoma, Brigadoon included a serious love story as the main plot and a lighter romance as subplot. Thematically, the musical depicted the contrast between empty city life and the warmth and simplicity of the country, focusing on the idea of love transcending time. Agnes DeMille, who had previously choreographed Oklahoma and Carousel, was hired as choreographer, and her work for Brigadoon incorporated elements of Scottish folk dance, a traditional sword dance, a chase scene, and a funeral dance. Producer Cheryl Crawford and director Bobby Lewis, both of whom launched their careers with the legendary group theater, were ideal leaders to keep the realistic romantic story elements from being swallowed by the fantasy setting and premise. The creative team took the approach to make all their script and music changes before rehearsals and tryouts began, so Brigadoon was, from the very first preview at the Schubert Theater in New Haven, in terrific shape. Although the director wasn't even allowed time for a dress rehearsal, the production remained substantially unchanged for its New Haven, Boston, and Philadelphia tryouts, gathering a clutch of rave reviews, word of mouth, and strong New York advanced sales, all for a show with no name stars in the original cast. Though the village of Brigadoon is fictional, it's named after the Bridge O'Doon, located in Ayrshire, Scotland, being the setting for the final verse of Robert Burns' 1791 poem, Tam O'Shanter. There will be more on this program following the performance, but now here on the January 30th, 1950 episode of The Railroad Hour are Jane Powell as Fiona McLaren, Gordon MacRae as Tommy Albright, and Clark Dennis as Charlie Dalrymple in Brigadoon. Ladies and gentlemen, the Railroad Hour. And here comes the star-studded show train. Tonight, 
the Association of American Railroads presents the great Broadway musical success, Brigadoon, starring Gordon McRae and his two guests, Jane Powell and Clark Dennis. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and the music is arranged and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight another big musical hit is brought to you transcribed by the American Railroads. The same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now here is our star, Gordon McRae. Thank you, Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, Clark Dennis and the lovely singing star of the screen, Jane Powell, join me in bringing you one of the most charming musicals in recent years, the delightful Scotch fantasy, Brigadoon. game hunters we are. We come all the way over from New York, and the first night out we get lost. Maybe we took the high road instead of the low road. Wait a minute. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. Look. Down there in the valley. A town. But I thought you said there were no towns listed on the map around here. I did. But there's certainly one there. With a peculiar heavy fog all around it. Oh, that's strange. There's no other mist in the valley except over that village. Let's walk over to it. Can't be very far. Come on. I beg your pardon, miss. I? Could you tell us where we are? Of course. You're in Brigadoon. Brigadoon? There's no town called Brigadoon on the map. I shouldn't be surprised. It isn't on the map for good and sound reasons. Uh, what's everybody all dressed up for? Oh, there's a big wedding going to take place today. Yours? <laughs> no, my sister's. You, uh, you're not married already, are you? Oh, no. No, I never found anyone up to now who could make me think of it. You see, many a lassie, as everyone knows, will try to be married before 25. So she'll agree to most any proposal. All he must be is a man and alive. I hold a dream and there's no compromising. 
pretty girl like you shouldn't have any trouble finding the right boy. Ah, well, thank you, sir. Are you from England? No, we're from America. America? Yes. We came to Scotland on a hunting trip, and right away we got lost in the forest. We've been walking around all night. Oh, then you must be very tired and hungry. There's a little tavern on the next street where you can get some food. Oh, sounds good to me. Let's go, Tommy. Well, you go on ahead, Jeff. I want to make a call first. Is there a phone around here? A phone? Oh, yes. I, I, I didn't think we have one. No phones? Say, what kind of a nutty town is this, anyway? Brigadoon is a wonderful town. And if you don't like it, why, you can go back where you came from. <laughs> you don't like me very much, do you? I like you very much. I just didn't like what you said. Now, hadn't you better be joining your friend at the tavern? What are you going to do? Gather some heather for the wedding. May I go with you? No, I'll do it much faster alone. I won't bother you, really. Maybe I'm the one who's slightly nutty, but... And we two go walking together out beyond the valley of trees, out where there's a hillside of heather curtsying gently in the breeze. That's what I'd like to do, see the heather but with you. The maze in the gloaming, and all the clouds are holding still. So take my hand and let's go roaming through the heather on the hill. The morning dew is blinking yonder. Tommy Albright. Mine's Fiona McLaren, and this is Charlie Darrymple. He's marrying my sister today. I'm glad to know you, Charlie. Well, thank you. I was hunting for the schoolmaster, Fiona. I wanted to ask him something about the miracle. The what? Shh, Charlie. What did he say about a miracle? Oh, just a saying we have here in Brigadoon. I'll explain it to you later. But I... Charlie, you want to forget to come over this afternoon and sign the family Bible, hmm? No, I'll be over, all right. But now I have some errands to do. Uh, glad to have met you. Same here. Now, what was that business about a miracle? Oh, oh that. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I cannot say. But you said you'd tell me later. I know, but I cannot say. 
Fiona. I? If I stuck around here today, would you take me to the wedding? Oh, why do you suddenly want to stay? I kind of say. <laughs> oh, of course I'll take you. And now are you going to help me get out of the heather or are you too tired? Tired? Why, I never felt better in my whole life. Maybe the sun gave me the power For I could sleep like a woman and be home in half an hour Maybe the air gave me the drive For I'm all aglow and all alive What a day this has been What a rare mood I'm in Why, it's almost like being in love There's a smile on my face For the whole human race Why, it's almost like being in love All the music of life Seems to me Like a bell that is ringing For me And from the way that I feel When that bell starts to peal I would swear I was falling I could swear I was falling It's almost like being in love As we walk up the grave Not a word will we say It's almost like being in love And your arm linked in mine Makes the world kind of fine Turn to the second act of Brigadoon in just a moment. But first, from the very beginning of railroads in America, there have been problems to face and to solve. First, there was the problem of getting railroads built to keep pace with the expanding needs of a rapidly growing nation. By the beginning of the present century, that task was nearly completed, and the railroads were turning to their new problem of intensive improvement of plant and equipment to meet the increasing transportation demands of a productive America. Today, there are only about 35,000 more miles of railroad line than there were half a century ago. But the total mileage of all tracks, including yards and sidings and additional main running tracks, has gone up four times that much. And mile for mile, today's tracks are far better and safer than those of 50 years ago. And this is just one measurement of how the railroads build for greater capacity, efficiency, economy, and safety. There aren't many more locomotives, for example, than there were 50 years ago, but the average locomotive has more than double the power and far more than double the performance ability of the locomotives of 1900. There aren't many more freight cars, but the total carrying capacity of the freight car fleet today 
has increased nearly three times, and the actual freight performance of the railroads has quadrupled. As the new railroads go into the second half of the century, they face new problems. But they have the use of the better plant and equipment which they have built with railroad money in the years just past. And in the years ahead, they will continue their program of improvement and progress to the end that they shall be able to produce better transportation service with the greatest possible dependability and efficiency and at the lowest possible cost. And now, here is the second act of Brigadoon, starring Gordon McRae and his two guests, Jane Powell and Clark Dennis. paragraph from the family Bible before you forget it. Very well, lass. Charles McPherson Dalrymple. There, it is done. Now, where's Jeannie? She's upstairs dressing, but you cannot see her, Charlie. She's bad luck for the groom to see the bride before her wedding. Jeannie! Jeannie, darling! Charlie, you cannot see her. Jeannie. Come to me, bend to me. Kiss me. Nothing wrong in me standing out here and saying, Come to me, come to me, Darling, my darling, tis all I can say. Come. Jeannie be in time for the wedding. Now, don't you be late. Tommy, 
Yes? Uh, will you and Jeff bring some of that heather in here and pretty up the room for the wedding, huh? Anything you say, Fiona. Ah, uh, thank you, Tommy. Now, give me a bunch of it, and I'll take it up to Jeannie for a wedding bouquet. Here you are, darling. Thank you, dearie. I, I won't be long. Well, so it's darling and dearie now, is it? We get this time we were starting back. There's no hurry, Jeff. Let's stay for the wedding. Then we can... Wait a minute. Look at this. What? This Bible. Read what it says here. Fiona. Born October 10th, 1722. Jean. Born April 8th, 1728. And get this. Married. Jean McLaren to Charles McPherson Dalrymple. May 24th, 1746. Wait a minute. No brigadoon on the map. No phones in the whole town. It's something about a miracle. Fiona? Aye, uh, Tommy. Uh, what is it? Is this your name here in this Bible? Aye, but... Aye, but what's the explanation? You must talk with our schoolmaster, Mr. Lindley, about that. He's the only one who can explain about Brigadoon. Well, let's go and see Mr. Lundy right now. Very well, Mr. Albright. If Fiona insists, I'll tell you everything. But let me warn you forehand, you won't believe a word I say. What happened in Brigadoon was a miracle, and most folks didn't believe in miracles. Go on. Two hundred years ago, this very day, we had an old minister of the Kirk in Brigadoon named Mr. Forsythe. Oh, and a good man he was. The kindest in Scotland. He knew he was getting old, and he wanted to protect the people of Brigadoon from the evils of the outside world after he died. So we went out to a hill beyond Brigadoon and prayed that Brigadoon and all the people in it should vanish into the healing mist. Vanish? Aye, but not for always. Brigadoon was to return just as it was for one day every hundred years. It's incredible. You see, in this way, Mr. Forsythe figured there would be no change in the lives of the people. We'd all go on living our customary lives. But just wouldn't be in any century long enough to be touched by it. And all this happened 200 years ago. Aye, lad. Which, you see, is only two days ago to us. For when we awakened the morning after Mr. Forsythe had prayed for the miracle, he was gone. And it was a hundred years later. Look, Mr. Lundy, I'm not saying I believe all this. But just for argument's sake, suppose a stranger like me came to bring it to him. And wanted to stay. Could he? Aye. Mr. Forsythe provided for that. A stranger can stay if he loves someone in Brigadoon enough to want to give up everything to be with that person. Which is how it should be. Because after all, lad, if you love someone deeply enough, anything is possible. I think I like that part best. But at night, when you go to sleep, what's it like? Well, sometimes at night, I seem to hear strange voices. No words I can remember. Just voices from the outside world, filled with a fearful longing. You know, 
There must be lots of folks out there who'd like a brigadoon. Tommy, I left our knapsacks at the tavern. I'm going down to get them. We must leave right after the wedding. Okay, Jeff. What are you thinking, Tommy? You're so quiet. It isn't real. None of it's real. This town isn't real. You aren't real, and, and, and this feeling. Oh, what feeling, Tommy? Tell me what you feel. Well, this is hard to say, but as I wandered through the lee, I felt for just a fleeting moment that I suddenly was free of being lonely. Then I closed my eyes and saw the That's all there is to it. Oh, I wanted to hear you say it. Even though it be at the last minute like this. The last minute? You're going to leave Brigadoon. I know it. it. It isn't that I don't love you. You mean you're not sure you can accept everything? That's about it. Well, then. Then you must go. I'll miss you. But I think I'll be less lonely now than I was before you came. I think real loneliness is... Not being in love in vain, but not being in love at all. Hurry up, Tommy. With luck, we can reach the mountain before dark. <laughs> you know, for a while, I was afraid you were going to stay in that highland voodoo town. is vanishing into the mist again. Ah, you'll forget all about that place. Yes, and about that girl, too. 
once we get back to civilization. I think real loneliness is not being in love in vain, but not being in love at all. You're right, Fiona. You understood, but I didn't. Tommy, who are you talking to? Jeff, I believe in her. I believe in Brigadoon, and I'm going back. Tommy, you can't. It's dark, and Brigadoon has already disappeared. Even so, I'm going back. Look, Jeff. Look. The mist is rising again. Brigadoon is still there. And here comes the schoolmaster. Tommy lad, you must really love her. You woke us all up. Brigadoon had disappeared and you brought it back again. Remember what I told you? When you love someone deeply enough, anything is possible. Even miracles. Tommy. Fiona. Oh, Fiona. So long, Tommy. So long, Jeff. You're going to stay. I'm going to stay forever. Thanks to our two guests, Jane Powell and Clark Dennis, and to the other members of our cast, Ted Osborne and Peter Leeds, for their fine performances in tonight's production of Brigadoon. Next week, the lovely Metropolitan Opera soprano Dorothy Kirsten will join Francis X. Bushman and myself in presenting the wonderful music of Fritz Kreisler and Victor Jacoby in the romantic operetta Apple Blossoms. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by the Association of American Railroads. Right now, a reminder... The Association has just published a new and revised edition of the fascinating and informative booklet, Quiz on Railroads and Railroading. It's crammed with interesting information in question and answer form, plus many exciting photographs of railroads in action. I know you'll find this quiz book every bit as interesting as I have. And now here's Marvin Miller to tell you how to get your copy without charge. Friends, to receive your free copy of this highly informative quiz book, just send your name and address to the Railroad Hour, Transportation Building, Washington 6, D.C. That address again is the Railroad Hour, Transportation Building, Washington 6, D.C. All aboard! Well, it looks as though we're ready to pull out, and so until next week, goodbye. Tonight's performance of Brigadoon was transcribed in Hollywood and adapted by Gene Holloway from the musical play Brigadoon with book and lyrics by Alan J. Lerner and music by Frederick Lowy as produced at the Ziegfeld Theater in New York City by Cheryl Crawford. 
Gordon McRae appeared by arrangement with Warner Brothers, producers of The Hasty Heart, starring Ronald Reagan, Patricia Neal, and Richard Todd. Jane Powell appeared by arrangement with Metro-Golden-Mayer, producers of East Side, West Side, starring Barbara Stanwyck, James Mason, and Van Heppen. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Lubov, and our music is arranged and conducted by Carmen Dragon. This is Marvin Miller saying goodbye until next week for the Association of American Railroads. Now keep tuned for your Monday night of music on NBC. Jane Powell, who appeared as Fiona in this production, was originally slated to star opposite actor Howard Keel in the 1954 MGM film adaptation of Brigadoon. However, once production began, both actors have been replaced by Sid Charisse and Gene Kelly, and subsequently dancing in the film took precedence over singing. Today's program, The Railroad Hour, originally started as a 45-minute broadcast on the ABC network, which was unusual given radio's standard 30- and 60-minute structure. The exact sequence of events is unclear, but when the Railroad Hour was reduced from 45 to 30 minutes, it became compatible to the more popular NBC's scheduling framework and a perfect fit into the network's established 90-minute Monday night lineup of light classic and symphonic concerts. It had to be an easy answer for the prestige-seeking railroad executives who sponsored the program when asked by the Benton and Bowles advertising agency, uh, would you rather follow the Lone Ranger Kids show on ABC or precede the prestigious Voice of Firestone program on NBC? From that point on, the Railroad Hour was part of the NBC lineup. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber.